Right, let's have it. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Late Flag, the aftermatch podcast for the LFC Red Poets. Tonight, we look back at Liverpool's 4 1 victory at Brentford in the early kickoff today. And I'm your host, Les Lawson, and I'm joined by Tom Keegan. And a welcome back to Pete Warburton after his bout of the dreaded flu that he passed around the Liverpool camp. So, Pete, I'll start with you saying that it's uh, saying it's your first show back for a for a couple. It was a blow yesterday, wasn't it, when we heard the news that that Alison Becker, you know, had, had you know had a suspected hamstring injury in training uh, to add to the news that supposedly I was already out and Trent was out. Um, and but we have got an able deputy in Kelleher, and mm-hmm. I do think that. You know, as fans, you know, I think he's the best number two goalkeeper that we've had for a while. And I think fans need to realise that when you've got a goalkeeper as good as Alisson and who is the best in the world, there's always going to be a drop-off, isn't there, when he's not available and you put your number two in? Because you're never going to have a a situation where you've got, uh, you know, Clements and Shilton, you know, to... You know, battling, you know, for the number one shot, and the other one's happy to be your know, number two. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I looked at the team when it came out half eleven-ish, and in fairness, it was probably as close to what we thought we were going to get. We, you know, after we had the news that um, that Allison had done a hamstring, and hopefully, it's it's more precautionary, and and they're just keeping, you know, the nursing him along, and it's not a, a really bad injury, but. Um, yeah, so it was more or less the team that we thought maybe. You know, there's always the there's always the um the thought behind does Nunes start or does he start on the bench and maybe Cody Gakpo get a start up front. But I think looking through the eleven that were picked, I was glad to see Connor Bradley back um at right back. And, you know, his his performances prior to, you know, his um his, his dad passing away and having time off, I thought his performances were fantastic. So he slotted straight in at, at right back, and I probably did expect Robbo to start at left back because Joe Gomez had had a bout of the flu, hadn't he? Um, so yeah, it was it was more or less the eleven I thought that was going to start. But like you say, when Kells comes back in in between the sticks, you're not worried in any way. You know he's an able deputy, um, and. You know, we'll we'll see, we'll see just how how long term or short term. Hopefully, that Allison is out. I think that they're saying it's possibly not that sort of serious, but obviously the games are coming coming thick and fast now. We've got another two very big games coming up. You know, midweek and then at the weekend. So we'll see, we'll see what that what that brings. But um, yeah, all in all, I was quite pleased with the starting eleven when I saw it. Tom, it, it you know. When you think about it, and I know like hindsight is a wonderful thing, but like I was, I'm quite, I've got a lot of confidence in Kelleher. I think he's a really good goalkeeper, as I said before, and it could be like a little bit of a blessing that you know the games that we had Brentford and then Luton at home, and then we've got you know um, Chelsea in the cup final and then Southampton in the league. You know if Allison is out. You know, to give Keller a run of games where he can get his rhythm is not a bad thing, is it, with all the, you know, for those on the games that he played? I thought he played well. 
last Saturday. You know what I mean? Against Burnley, he made a couple of good saves in that game. So, you know, I wasn't really... Yeah, you're always going to miss Alisson because he's the best in the world. But it wasn't that concerned that, it, you know, it was going to be you know, a massive drop-off drop like when we had some of the other number two goalkeepers that we've, you know, like a Tanji that we've had in the past. I think I think with um, I think with Keller, it's it's quite it's quite a thing. Is that he had runs in the cup competitions and he was outstanding in 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 our quadruple chase. You know, like and he was brilliant in there when he came in. I, I think he set this standard really high, and we were thinking, God, this kid is something special. You know, like he he done really well in the shootouts. He's he got us through all you know the earlier rounds, and then then. We put him in for the last game of the season against Southampton and he conceded four. And like four by the standard of himself, you know, like it, it knocked his confidence a little bit, didn't it? You know, and I, I think he was on a bit of a downer. So when he first came back, when Ali got injured, he, he got caught out again with a near cross and the ball went in. And then he was saying, oh, this fella's the drop off from him is great. But he's just like what what we've always said before, all three of us, what you've got to do with these players, these players don't don't play a, a run of games and then, you know, like, and then they just thrown in and then you'd expect them to perform like, like a world-class goalkeeper, you know. They need games, they need, they need, you know, a run of games where they can get the rhythm and to be, and to find a way to play themselves back in with the defence that they're playing in front of. So it's no surprise to us really that Keller has, has lifted his game because he really is a talented keeper, isn't he? A really good, good keeper. So when Ali goes out of the side, as you said, the drop-off, there's always going to be a drop-off with Ali. But to be brutally honest, it's not been that great, the drop-off, has it? So I was really pleased for Keller had today. I thought he, he was superb again, Les. thought really, you know, and the team... I was made up with Conor Bradley coming back in, you know, like I, I was really pleased with that. And I was glad to see Canate, you know, restored after his, after his match ban. So I thought, you know, overall, I thought the team was really good and balanced. Pete, it was, it was one of them, wasn't it, where, you know, we, when we knew Trent was out, it was a toss-up really between Joe Gomez and Conor Bradley would start it right back. And somehow, I, I actually thought that he might have gone for Joe Gomez today. Not for any sort of detriment to Connor, but I just thought the way they play, it might have been a case of, you know, especially with the set pieces and stuff, he might have gone for the extra height of Joe Gomez at right back. And his extra defensive quality is not the, you know, at the Connor Bradley card to play later on. But fair dues, he went with Connor. And, you know, Connor's a class act, I think. I think we've got a superstar there, Pete. Yeah, I think, um, as I say, I was pleased to see him back. And that's not to no detriment to Joe Gomez, because as I say, Joe had the flu. Uh, and, it, it, you know, I can tell you from personal, it takes it out here, it really does. Um, but I, I think he deserved his place back at right back. And um, I think when when we found out Trent was, was sort of injured... Um, all I can say how, how good we think Conor Bradley is. There's, there's no, there's no worry about him coming into the team, and and the performances he put in prior to his break, 
were fantastic. Um, there could well have been a, like you say, um, a, a call for Joe Gomez to play on if if you want just for the height, um, for the height in the back because you know what what sort of Brentford are like on long throws, and I think they only got one corner all game, thankfully. Um, but yeah, he he he, fit, he, he came in and. You just don't worry about the lad. You don't worry about anyone, to be honest, that comes in the team. Like you say with Kelleher and goal, um, you know, other teams who have, if you want to call them reserve keepers, when they come into the team, it can be quite noticeable. But I think with Kells coming into the team, there's very little change between him and Alisson, in fairness. He's a great shot stopper, possibly his distribution at times. But, I mean, you can you can level that at Ali sometimes as some of his distributions a bit wayward. So yeah, it was good to see see Connor back, and um, you know, as I say, we I think the start of the game they they started quite brightly without really hurting us, but it it started to fall into shape then after about fifteen or twenty minutes, and we started getting our foot on the ball and and keeping possession and that. And as I say, I think we limited Brentford to just a few long throws. And as, if memory serves me right, I think they got their first corner when we were leading four one. And that's where, where they are dangerous when they put like two or three big centre backs and try and bully the goalkeeper, you know. Tom, it was Pete's right there, isn't it? They did make the best of starts of the game, didn't they? Without really hurting us too much. They had the they had the one occasion where you know there was a ball played between our two centre backs, but they were eventually, you know, we come across and covered and covered. I think it was more pay going through, and he's not the quickest. And I think our, um, one of our sense, I think it was Virgil, got back in and closed the door on that one. But yeah, they, they, they come out, as you would expect, with the home side and put us under a little bit, bit of pressure. And as Pete said, you know, we then started to get a grip on the game after about 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, I think I think you expect that, Les, when you go down to, to teams like Brentford, because it's a, it's an awkward little ground to go to, isn't it? It's like they they start quickly. They they done it. They done it against Manchester City, didn't they? You know, they come out fast and and they, they go for you. But as, as you said, I think Liverpool got a grip. I, I think Liverpool started to slow the game round. Start started to pass the ball around and started to move them around the pitch and started to look. A lot more brighter. I think over, overall, you once you ride out that first 55, 10, 15 minutes, and then Liverpool then tends to start playing the football, keeping possession. They do we 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 do tend to sort of wear teams down because they're starting to chase into empty spaces. They, I I noticed I was talking to our ball about it today when the when the game was on. I said, you know what what teams tend to do. Teams tend to give Liverpool as much ball as they want, and the and the the defending in large numbers, but break very quickly. And Brentford are brilliant at that, you know. And I think as you the, the incident you're talking about was where where Virgil got drawn into the. I was a Canate who got drawn into the middle. I think, or he was dragged out of space, and then I think. Virgil come in and made a, you know like a, like a an interest not an interception but blocked the shot and made him shoot wide. But as you said with Mope, he got another like another little half chance, didn't he? Where Tony got through. But by that stage, Liverpool had started to run with the ball. I think 
Jota started to look a bit dangerous at that stage and Nunes was picking up the ball and starting to run at them and Diaz. So I think we were at that stage after about 15 minutes, it was quite balanced and quite, you know, like quite an open game then. Keith, we had we started to get a, a foothold in the game and Connor Bradley had a great effort. You know, did he with the outside of his foot that the keeper made a really good save from. And I think it was from that corner possibly where you know, David Cute decided that it was it was a little bit of wrestling between both players and and didn't give a penalty in the you know and you just wonder what he's looking at sometimes. Um and then Jotter had a run, you know, you know, where he was going past a few players, went into the box and I think it was Ben Mee made a good tackle on him. But you could actually see that uh, the Liverpool were then starting to, to find the feet and take control of the game. Yeah, I think, um, <clears throat> I know when Connor got, it was a fantastic run. It reminded me, apart from the finish, if you remember, I'm going back a long time now, but remember the goal that uh, Vegard Hegem scored, where he, he ran in from the right like that and he, and, and he flicked it at the end and he scored at the cop end. I think it might have been against Middlesbrough, but I'm not sure. But I thought Connor was going to actually hit it with his left foot. Um, but then he flicked it with his right foot and it was right in the bottom corner and it was a really good save. Um, the one after that, you, you just wonder what the referees see. Because, as I say, there was the grappling match in the box that was, should have been a penalty. No way, no way was it anything else. And then about a minute or two later, he gave a free kick for an innocuous challenge from another cross, I think it was, another corner. And he gave the free kick instantly to Brentford. And I thought, you know, I, I, I didn't think he had a particularly good game today, the ref, to be honest. Um, the Jota run, I, I thought maybe Diaz should have hit it first time, in fairness. He made that run into the, the centre of their defence and committed players. And it just broke for Louis Diaz to hit it. And he, I think he tried to control it and make sure. And I think maybe he'd have been better off it in the first time, but the, the lad got the tackle in. But yeah, we started making inroads then into the defence and you could just see that we we were starting to get the upper hand possession-wise and and the, the limited, you know, they were, it was as though they were keeping Brentford at arm's length, to be honest, by then. Tom, it was, you know, it was, funny enough, it was from, like, a, a set piece of theirs that we scored our first goal. And, you know, it was a, it was a clearance of, it was a clearance it was a clearance off field, and um, and I, I think one of the best assists I've seen, you know, from a, from a head of the system, Jota, that played it right into the path of Nunes. Now we all know that Nunes has got his got his qualities, but when you see him one on one, you're never confident that he's going to score. But that was a magnificent finish, Tom. You know, like again, I brought it to me, and he said, "Dad." You just don't, you literally just haven't got a clue though with this lad, have you? So, you know, like, everybody's expecting him to leather it, you know, with the, with the goalkeeper standing up. Everybody's expecting him to leather it into the corner or, you know, like, oh, to, to, to blast it through him. And he does, he does the most sublime sub- thing over his head. It was almost Kenny Dalglish, like, you know, like, it was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Do you know what, Les? He, 
we 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 talk we talk about this lad every every week, don't we? You know, like and you you, you think sometimes you look and you think, uh, uh, you know, he hits the woodwork numerous times. Sometimes I think you know, like there's there's periods where you think, you know, like he, he he's got to score three or four a game because of the chances that he creates, and then you see him with with moments of brilliance like that today, and yet. Do you know what? There's a there's a brilliant player there. Do you know what? He, it's all going to click together for this kid because he's still only 24, and like he's going to be frightened. It was one. It was an amazing goal. And I, can I just say as well, Rob, what you were talking about about Connor Bradley? I think Connor is a, is an exceptional talent. As I think you know, like someone I think it might have been our Kevin later on was chatting to me after the game and said, you know what? He said, I can't see Trent going back to the right back position. He said, he said, he gives you so much, Connor Bradley. You know, like he, he he's such an exceptional talent. But as you said, the ball by I've got to give a mention to Jota. The, the, the layoff by Jota was world class. Just what you wouldn't expect, you know, like to put him through and uh, at time and space. Thought it was a brilliant goal, Les. Pete, that that. That sort of layoff by Jota, I think it, as I said before to Tom, I think it's as good as anything I've ever seen with a headed layoff in in that area of the field to set up a goal like that. It was actually perfect. You, you know, the pace on the header, the direction of the header, you know, right into Darwin's pass. And then, as I said to Tom, you know, the finish, that's, that's two, I'd say, 10 out of 10 finishes that he's got now in the last two games. The header last week against Burnley, which was behind him and he put in the top corner, and today's chip. Any striker that if you want to name, whether it be you know, Louis Suarez, Robbie Fowler, Kenny Dalglish, Ian Rush, Mo Salah, whoever you want to say, that finish was was right up there and if one of those had scored that goal you know everybody would have been raving over it and Darwin just showed today that he's got that finish in him now and I just hope that now gives him the confidence so next time he's got the one-on-one he'll finish that as well Yeah I mean going first of all I had a it, it almost even when you look at the replays I, I don't know how he done it it was it was just I mean, we, we're nowhere near the standard that these lads are playing, but you know yourself when you've been playing, if there's a ball coming from behind you, over your shoulder, and then to actually to actually head it into the path of, you know, to, to put your fellow striker one-on-one with the keeper, it was an amazing header off Jota. I don't know how he got there, to be honest. I don't know how he did it. Um, I'll be honest, hand on heart, I didn't, I didn't get too excited when I saw Darwin going one-on-one and it's not because I don't trust him, but um, I just thought, you know, just just pick the right option. And in fairness, I thought that I thought the finish was very brave from him because if he did shift it over the bar or he hadn't put enough on it and the keeper had got a hand to it, we'd have been saying, why didn't you smash it? And I just thought it was a very, very brave decision from Darwin Nunes, the finish he did, but it was sublime, absolutely sublime Please, finish. Can I, just, can I just say there, you've just said something there, we'd have said, why didn't you smash it? And, you know, a lot of the time, that's what he does. He smashes it. 
which is why maybe sometimes he doesn't score. But this, yeah. I just wonder whether, you know, in the last couple of weeks in training, that I just wonder whether he's had some some coaching on what to do on one-on-ones. You know what I mean? Possibly, yeah. You know, I mean, that, you know, he has, he has been one-on-one before and, you know, I'm not saying smash it, but he's kept it low and the keeper's got his feet or his hands or any part of his body to it. And as I say, he was running through and it wasn't that I mistrusted him, but I thought he's got to pick the right option. And Christ, he picked the right option there. It was a fantastic finish. The thing that surprised me was how open Brentford were at the back. I mean, it was nil-nil at the time, leading up to half-time. Well, it was at 10 minutes to half time, but he was so open at the back at times. And they were eulogising on the telly prior to kickoff and even during the commentary about how Thomas Frank's teams are so organised and how they, how they press and how they play. In. And in fairness, they can play some nice football, Brentford. I've got nothing against them offensively. But the way they left, the way they left it almost like two on two at the back. And then, as I say, the header off Jossa just opened everything up. And he, he was straight through on goal. But uh, I was quite surprised how open he left themselves at the back. Yeah, Tom, the other thing about the Nunes goal, which you have to show, which again shows great desire on his part, is, is that he was defending in our box when they had that free kick. And yet he's the one who put who, who got up there ahead of the, you know, the Brentford defenders and ahead of any of the other Liverpool forwards to link up with Jota and to, to make the finish. So that just shows his desire as well, Tom, you know, to be able to, you know, to get in the position to score the goals and shows his, the, 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 he's got a great will to win and a great work ethic. He's got everything, Les, hasn't he? You know, like, he, 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 even now, even now when he come, he was, the, he was, you know, like they were mocking teams and be singing like, you just a shit out of me cattle. And like, you know, like, all the pundits and all the people in in the game who know the game instinctively and they, you know all the defenders and everything, they all say, "I'd hate to be playing against him." He's got everything. He's got pace. He's got. He goes left. He goes right. You know, like he takes his shots early. Sometimes, you know, like he, he he's good and he's great in the air. As you said, he's defending from the edge of his box. He's breaking. You know, like he's got everything to his game. And as you said, if you, the word, there's two words, isn't it? You know, like I think the finish was instinctive. That's the word that you were looking at it, like a proper striker. He, 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 he looked like he knew what he was going to do and he made his mind up early that he was going to do it. And the other one was, he was composed less, wasn't he? You know, like you, you, from the moment he got there, the keeper stood big and it, it made his mind up that he was going to do it. And I think... I think that's what I think that what that's what makes this kid the, the talent that he is. You know, I think he, the way that he leads Liverpool and from that forward line, you know, like the way he drives the team forward, he he, he comes like rushy rushy esque, you know, like in the way he get, he defend and then he break quickly and he gives you so much. Also, I, I think you know, like. It, it, it was a it was a brilliant finish. You, you couldn't speak so highly of it, of it. And I thought Liverpool at that stage were starting to take as what what you and Peter had said before about Thomas Franks about the team, you know, about the way they'd set the team up and everything. Once we carved them open, then you started to see we started to play a bit quicker with the ball. 
And I think I think once you, you start to turn them around, you can get at them, can't you? I think that's what Liverpool did at that stage. Yeah, I mean, Keith, it was, you know, the first half, you know, we were hoping to get a second goal to take into into the interval, but we, we ended up with, with two injuries to to Curtis and to Diogo. Um, and, you know, you know, Jürgen after the game has sort of said that, you know, they don't really know the extent we've got away for a couple of days, but he's fearing, you know, a, you know, the worst on both of them. So we're keeping our fingers crossed, aren't we, for for good news? Yeah. Um, we're having a bad run of injuries at the minute, aren't we, with the likes of Trent and Ali, uh, Sabah's life, some key figures, like you probably think are your first choice, you know. Um, yeah, it, it didn't look good for either of the lads because I thought the tackle on, on Curtis was pretty innocuous. I thought it was a foul. Because I thought the lad come from behind Kersis and I don't even know if he won the ball properly. But Oliver way play on, but I don't think it was the actual contact with the player that caused the injury. I think it was the way he fell and it looked like he jarred his ankle. Um, and then when you see someone going off on a stretcher like that so early in the game, it, it's not good news. Um, and then obviously the one for Jota where I think the whole weight of the player coming down, once again, it was nothing intentional but it, it really looked to stretch his knee out. So you're thinking in both cases there, they could both be ligaments as opposed to impact injuries. And if the ligaments are not going to heal overnight, I'm, I, hope I'm, I hope I'm wrong and the next few days bring us some good news. But um, as I say, the injury list that we've got, um, they're all sorts of first choice players really that you're looking at. So um, it's just showing you, you know, it will prove how, how deep the squad is and whether we can you know we can get over this but um, yeah he, he was having a really good game as well Jota he was playing really well uh, linking up and and he was coming back and winning the ball and stuff and it was a it was a sad sight so hopefully it won't be you know too long for either of the lads Tom you know it, you know I'm open that you know and I've got my fingers crossed and everything that you know, the injuries will settle down over the next 24, 48 hours and they'll just be deemed as impact injuries. But you, you're fearing the worst, aren't you, Tom? Yeah, I think, I think the way I think the way that he lands, especially for, for Jota, Les, I think the way that he landed on his knee and his, his, sort of, his, knee, was, his knee was flat, more or less. His leg was straight and he sort of, his knee just, he just banged him at the bottom of his knee. So, he, he didn't have to. He, as you said, it was, it was an impact injury, but he took it. And then you don't you you don't know which you don't know which you I feel I always fear the worst with, with when Diego gets an injury. He usually gets them, and they usually tend to be bad ones. You know, like he tends to be out a while. It was the thing as well where he was asking for the stretcher. He would he wouldn't he wouldn't get up as well, which you know that makes you fear and. Can right. I just interject there a second? I wonder whether he asked for the stretcher because Oliver was telling him to get off the field and Mo wasn't ready to come on. So he laid back down. And that, that's a possibility uh, why he did it. So let's hope that it's that. But he, I mean, you know, it, it did look good, did it? But, you know, I'll yeah. keep my fingers crossed that it might just be, you know, you know sometimes yourself, if you. You know, you've gone through, you know, your knee operation. 
yourself over the last sort of few weeks. And if you, you know, if you get a bang on your knee, you know, you can you can think as though you can't walk or run for a couple of days, and then mm. all of a sudden, you know, it it eases off, and you, you know you can get it moving and and uh, again and and be walking normally within a couple of days. So mm. that's me being overly optimistic. I think so. Please, please God, Les, that it, it is. I I sent a text in night to, to our group like at that stage. He said, you know, like when the two of them went off, he said, you feel like we're cursed at the moment with injuries. They're like, they're like they're coming along. You know, every team gets injuries. And the part, as Peter said before we come on here, the part and parcel of the game, I and mean, you, you'd accept them, you know, they more or less, yeah, that, you know, like we, we I think it was you as well. You just, you, you automatically take them, the injuries come and injuries go and, you know, sometimes you get bad ones and that, you know, like that's that. But like, it feels like at the moment, you, you feel like Jürgens doesn't seem to get to every time we get into a, into a rhythm where we look like we're bringing players back and players look like they're starting to step up. You know, like we, it's like, it's like another step back, isn't it? You know, like with Sir Bosley, with the Trent, you know, like, you know, even Mo, Mo, Mo Salah never gets injured. You know, like he, and there he is, you know, like, so you just feel, and as you said before, the games are coming thick and fast. What you're, what you're old, as this run of games that we've got coming up is like, you know, like, um, I think you, you're only looking at, at Manchester City, aren't you, really? The cup, the cup could go either way. The cup final. A cup final is one of them games that can go either way. But um, like so we've got Luton, we've got Norwich, we've got Chelsea, and then like I think it's who, who we got after we've got Southampton, not South, we've got Southampton. Southampton, Southampton, Southampton after, the yeah. after after the thing, you know, it's the FA Cup. And then after that it's City, isn't it? No, I think it's isn't it? It's, don't we play Brighton before City please? Or is it City after the cup final? Is it the week after the cup final? It's the tenth, isn't it? Yeah. So there was a game on the third, isn't it? You know, isn't that uh, the cup? Isn't yeah. It? I think on the um, on the it might be. Yeah, I've just sorry, like uh, Tom, I've just checked the fixtures. We've actually after the Southampton Cup game, um, we've then got Forest. Away first, Forest, before City. Forest, Forest away, first. Yeah. yeah. So, like, you're looking at them games, and we're you're looking at them games, and hopefully, you know, like the, the likes of Trent and Sabozlai and Ali, you know, they could they could be back, and it, it's not too bad with the with them type of injuries. Hopefully, as you said, Curtis and Jota, you just you just open more than than anything. Yeah, but yeah, so you know, we we goes in. Um, one nil up at half time, and then you know the teams come out for the second half, and there's no Darwin Nunes, uh, Tom. You know, and you and you said you sent me a text saying not Nunes too, but he seems to be okay. I think that was just maybe a, a precaution. But at the start of the second half, Liverpool were completely in control of that game. Um, you know, Cody Gakpo come on. You know, and linked the play really well, I thought. And it wasn't long before we got a superb second goal. Before that, Mo had missed the chance that he would have you would have expected him to score in his sleep. 
Yeah, great. And you know, it came too soon for Mo, didn't it? I think he'd, he'd just come on the pitch like he he was just feeling his way back into the game gingerly. But then, like, as you said, what a, what a goal by, by McAllister. You know, like, the build-up play was brilliant. You know, like, it, even just, just in getting into the box. But you know what? That's been... I, I must admit, I've got it all in my hands up. I think I, I thought that when, when Endo came in, I thought, well, give me, change it back and put some put, put McAllister back in the six. And um, fair play to Endo. You know, he, he does exactly what he says on the tin. You know, like he, he comes in, he gives his all. You know, like he, he gives you legs. He does all the tackles. He, he does all the, all the dirty stuff that you don't want to be able to do. He gets booked every every week. But like, <laughs> but, but like, but again, he wins the ball, lays the ball on. Was it for Diaz? And it, and it was a Diaz who played the ball through. Yeah. Just a, just a beautiful ball. It was like, Mo, I think, Tom. Was it Mo? It was Mo, Mo yeah. Yeah. yeah it was Mo got the assist for that, yeah. Yeah. So it went, went to, 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 I thought it went from Diaz, but, to, but it went to the two to Mo. Mo plays it too. Brilliant finish by McAllister. And that's what we want from McAllister, isn't it? That's what Brighton had from McAllister. You know, yeah. bursting through. I thought he had a good game, by the way, McAllister. You know, like overall. But like, yeah. I, I thought like, but you know, like with 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 Endo being there, it gives him the license to start to go forward, and that's what we're going to need in these next couple of weeks. Yeah, so, I mean, it, it'd be interesting, Tom. I mean, if we had a fully fit squad, I know we had this discussion a few weeks ago when Ben was on the program, and I think we we both shocked you by saying we'd we'd play Endo at six and McAllister forward, but. I think if if everyone was fully fit, I think it would be McAllister or Endo with Sobers life further forward. But yeah. as I say, with the injuries we've got, and and Endo does what he is. He, he, I thought he had a good game today. He got his customary yellow. He always picks up a yellow for for whatever reason. But um, yeah, it just seemed to seem to let um, Alexis McAllister have a little bit more. Not so much freedom as, as such, but he, he was he was twenty yards further forward than he needed to be, and uh, I thought it worked well. But I thought Mo, Mo had a chance actually at the end of the first half. I think where I think it just I think yeah. Nunes maybe got a touch and it just put him off, didn't it? But he looked a little bit rusty for the first five or ten minutes of the second half, and then he started getting back to the Mo that we we all know. And like you say, I thought he, he had a chance, didn't he? Where he, it looked like the keeper had actually got a touch to it, but he he put it wide himself. But as the game went on, he he, he became more and more prominent in the game. And like you say, the, the ball through for McAllister's goal was fantastic. Tom, you made the point there, and you know about Endo, where you said you know he, he got his customary booking, so to speak. And don't you think it's refreshing in a way to have somebody in the team and in the midfield who will give the occasional foul away. Sometimes you will get booked for it, sometimes you won't. But in, in a way called the dark arts, where sometimes in the past Liverpool have been too nice, where we haven't had anybody in the midfield who would do that. Where, you know, when you look at other teams, you know, they're only too happy to do it all the time, where Liverpool have been a little bit too nice in the past and haven't done that. So to have a player there who's 
who's quite willing to put his foot in, give the odd free kick away and take one for the team, so to speak. I think he does an an important job, Tom. He does an amazing job, Les. I thought. I, I think as what Peter said. I think today he just he just got in and broke the play, didn't he? Made made life difficult. And I always think with 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 that Brentford midfield, they're quite an active midfield, aren't they? You know, like and they they got a few runners in there, but he stops the runners. I don't think he's the, I don't think he's blessed with lightning pace, then though. But he's an intelligent footballer. He reads the game so well. And he gets into places, as you said, and then he does. He does take one for the team. He does. He, if it need, if someone needs to be yanked down, he'll he'll yank them down. He don't have any second any compulsion, like you know, like that's that's <laughs> part and parcel of his game. Isn't it? But like, I don't, I don't mind that. I, I, honest to God, I don't mind that. You know, like if he, he done one the other week when someone was breaking clear, you know, like and yeah, I just took okay. him out. He just threw them out. Yeah, but haven't we been too nice in the past? Yeah, yeah, we'd have let them run through last last season, you know, like and and run to goal. But you know, I'll I'll never I'll never wish I'll never say Endo in the same breath as really Steve Nichol. But I've had him against Arsenal in '89. Oh my god, (laughs) we said swap him today. Michael Thomas would have been carried off. Yeah. (laughs) It's just it just that that's what I was thinking. You know, like the when the when the game was the other week. He he just like he didn't even it wasn't even a second thought, Les was it? He just he just took him. You know, like it's it's if you it's think just... if you think over the over the years, I'm I'm not going back loads of you, but you think of the teams that have been winners and they've all had nasty bastards in the team, yeah. haven't they? Yeah. And I'm not saying he's nasty, but he's very, very clever. And yeah. you, you know, you look at City now, how many fouls the City knock off on the halfway line, Rodri especially. You're the fella for, 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 for D-Fan and Dino. You know, yeah. Like, They've all had like, them. You know, Chelsea, you know, like, when Chelsea were winning things, they had Makaleli there stopping people. Yeah. yeah. You just, know, just, yeah. United, United had them as well. So you've got to have someone who knows a little bit. I'm not saying the dark arts, but he won't think twice to, you know, to stop the opposition <laughs> come what may. And he'll yeah. just stand his ground. And more often than not, he, he gets booked, not for a rash tackle, but just for... Just for stopping a runner, to be honest, you know, yeah, stopping the yeah. runner. He, he, he reads the, the game last, really, the really last, well. Tom, the last one I can think of that we had, like that, was Mascarano. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. He would have, and you know, exactly, he would have done the same, Les, wouldn't he? Yeah, it just, it just, no, no, there's no, there's no second thoughts about it, you know, like he just, he would have just took him out. But like I thought, I thought the lad today. You know, like I think once once Curtis went off as well, because that we you realise how how important. You know, and there's another another name I'm gonna throw in. You know, like I was thinking, oh God, why have you brought Gavin Birch on when you when Curtis has gone off when Harvey Elias has done well in the last couple of games, and then Jürgen brings. Gavin Birch on, and he plays probably one of his better games. He was, he, yeah, he was good. You know, he he done really well. He carried the ball well. He picked the ball up. He was he was running I, into space. I think so, I think he won the ball somewhere when um, when McAllister scored. He, he, he I did, think he yeah. Won the ball and played it to Mo, and then yeah. Mo yeah. played a nice ball into McAllister, and we scored. But he just just overall that the players, you know, like, and, and that's what you know, that's what. 
the, the despondent thing, we're all feeling a bit despondent because the players that we had a few injuries and, and, and things. But then, then when you see players who are stepping in and like and doing a job, like, you know, like Jarell the other week comes in for Canate and, and he's outstanding. You know, Kelleher comes in for Kelleher comes in for for, for Ali. Brilliant, does really well. Young Connor Bradley comes in for Trent, outstanding. You know, these Harvey Elliott comes on and just say, you know, like, so everybody is playing a part, even like Gavin Birch today come in and done a job. You know, maybe now he gets his run of games if Curtis has had enough and that'll be the making of him, you know. Yeah, as I, as I say, you know, as Tom said there, Pete, you know, a lot of the players have, you know, have come in and, and when they've been needed, they've stood up and been counted. Um, you know, and then, then, they, then not long later, Pete, we went 3-1 up where there was a bit of hesitancy between the, the two... Um, Brentford centre backs and Mo nipped in, and it was a lovely finish. Yeah, it, it was like I said before, I was surprised actually how open Brentford left themselves. And I think it was just a long ball up the field to, to no one in particular, really. But the two centre backs didn't cover themselves. I think me and I can't remember the other lad's name for Brentford left it to one another, and Mo just nipped in. And then you thought maybe he'd. He sort of lost the chance when he when he was closed down, but his his upper body strength just knocked the defender off, and he he kept the ball, and it was a cracking finish to make it three 0 Yeah, Tom, it was it was a really good finish for Mo, and I think it was it was an important sort of goal, not just for him but for the club because, like last time he came back from the Afcon, you know, it's fair to say he struggled, so for him to score from over play. You know, in his first game back, you know, we'll give him we'll give him confidence to take into the the upcoming games. Yeah, it was great to see him back, Les, wasn't it? You know, like even his running, he looked a bit sharper as well, didn't he? He looked a bit, you know, like quicker than he's been over. Maybe you know the little bit of a rest has done him the world of good. You know, like he, I think he, it's his haircut, Tom. He's more streamlined. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he wrote dynamic Peter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like when he went, he I thought he was I thought he done really well. Mo, his goal was typical. Mo wasn't it? When he got into that position, you think the the balls ran away from him, but it's never ran away from him. It's he, he's always he's always there when when the balls needs to be put in the net. And I, I think it's a quality finish by him. Then you felt like we were just cruising at that stage where we were just you just felt we were going through the motions. It was just a matter of how many we were going to score. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Pete. And then, then Robbo sort of tries to, you know, press. We, they get an overload on our, our left-hand yeah. side. Ball comes into the box. Yabu gets drawn out. Ball comes into the box. And there's hell of a save by Kelleher. But the ball bounces to Ivan Tony and he, he dispatches it and makes it 3-1. And you think, blooming hell. They'll still around about 15 minutes ago here, plus injury time. If they get another one, we could be in for a hectic last last few minutes. Luckily, that didn't happen, but you had to feel sorry for Kells because that was a brilliant save. Yeah, I mean, I was, I was, when, when, it, when it started building up the move, I, Al Jack was watching the game with me 
I said, where's Robbo going? He's no need to do that with three up. And like you say, there was a big gap behind. And um, Ibu comes out, he's out of the position. The only thing you could say about this, it was a fantastic save, don't get me wrong, but it's just a pity he couldn't push it to his right round the post. And he pushed it back into, into the centre of the goal. But it was a fantastic save, to be honest. And um, it's just a shame he, he, he couldn't get up quick enough or he couldn't get to the rebound. And I mean, he was he was less than six yards out, Tony, so you probably expected him to hit the target and score. But yeah, it was... And then you, you don't start getting worried, but like you say, the first thing you do is look at the clock and you think, well, it's 15 plus. It could be the best part of 20, 25 minutes, the way they had injury time on. And you just think if Brentford got ahead of steam and maybe got another one, it, it could have been a bit like the Alamo, but I think I think it was about five or ten minutes later. Um we made a couple more substitutions and we took Connor Bradley off. And Har- uh, Harvey Elliott and Gomez come on for Bradley and McAllister. And if anything, it steadied the ship, to be honest. Because I, I was saying to Jack, I said if they keep pressing now, we can probably hit them hit them for a fourth on the break, you know. Um but we just had to weather us not not so much a storm, but just start getting possession again and quieting the crowd and stuff like that. And we did it quite well, to be honest, after their goal. Yeah, Tom, we, they never really, you know, despite them getting that goal back, they never really got ahead of steam up, did they, to, to even remotely look like scoring after that goal. And then, again, good play by Diaz, you know, and Cody Gakpo went through and and put the game beyond doubt with, by, with a lovely finish to make it 4-1 and put, put more of a, you know, a further reflection on the on the score sheet. Yeah, I thought I thought it was a great finish by uh, by by Cody there. I think once he got through, Leslie, he's another one, isn't he? You know, like when he comes on, he's such an intelligent footballer. He works his socks off when he comes on. He does what he does what he what he's expect, what's expected of him. Thought I thought it was a brilliant finish, but you know, like no one else, what I, what was thinking flashing my mind. Well, while you while you were chatting about about uh, Keller's Keller's save, brilliant save by the way, one handed save, incredibly unlucky. But you know what, McAllister come diving in, and the ball went through his legs. Do you know? Do you know? Yeah. Like so, even that, you know, that that's what I was I was more impressed with by Liverpool. How how disappointed they were when they conceded the goal. So like. Like you said, as you're looking at the time and you're thinking, well, these are going to come at us. But I, as you said, you, you felt that Liverpool were always in control, really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were all, we were in control at that point. Game was over. And then, um, you know, I have, to, I have to give this a mention. They got a corner and Keller made another magnificent save from ahead of them from Ivan Tony. Yo, know, mm-hmm. I mean, if Ali had been made made that, everybody would have been turning around saying, "Yo, now you know why he's the world's best." That was a really, really top class save and header piece. Yeah, and like I say, it just it just stemmed any sort of hope for Brentford. Um, you know, either had or the fans wanted. I think if that had gone in, I don't, I don't know what the time was on the clock, but I, I think, think it was before that. Minutes to go after when he made that, it was an injury time piece. Yeah. But you know, it's it's like you say, you could see you could sense the disappointment that we'd actually leaked the goal when we were three up. Um you could see you know, it it was it wasn't just it wasn't just any one person's fault. You know, you you could blame 
being three up and we were strolling a bit and we were slowing the game down to to knock the clock down. But th- I thought there was always goals in it for us. And as I say, I think if you look at the stats, I think Brentford got their first corner, possibly after after the 90 minutes were up. And that's where they sort of thrive on things like that, like long throws and corners. So I thought we played a really good game. But yeah, it was another great save off Kells. And, and you sort of expect it from him now. Like you say, he made a couple last week against Brent, uh, Burnley. And you just expect it of the lad now. And then, um, you know, as the clock is running down, we obviously then seal it with um, with the fourth goal where, where Cody Gakpo did a really good finish into the bottom corner. And that was that was what we deserved, to be honest, today. Yeah. Then, not long after, the referee brought proceedings to an end and Liverpool, you know, were back and confirmed as top of the league at the end of, you know, this weekend's fixtures, which is, and it was another really potential banana skin out the way, Tom. Another yeah. one off. And, you know, people were saying, weren't they, you know, half 12 kickoff, um, you know, going down to Brentford. We hadn't won there in the, you know, in the Premier League and, and, you know, they, they were a bit of a bogey side. And, <clears throat> you know, but this time we went and got the job done. And, you know, it, it sets us up for the for the other games this weekend. And now, at the time of recording, we now know that Arsenal obviously won at Burnley, with, which we expected. But Chelsea have done us a favour and, and got a draw at Manchester City, which is good news, Tom. Yeah, that's what that's what it's all about, Les, isn't it? You all all we can do, all we can do is take care of ourselves, you know, like and and, and not look around and well you, we do look around. Yeah, you know, we we desperately look around at the games. But like I, I think it it's funny, you, you know with Arsenal, they're on, they're in a rich vein of form at the moment. You know, like they've 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 had a couple of good results. But you know what? You've got to remember they they were four defeats on the tour, like four you know four games without winning, weren't they? So like you you, you know with Arsenal they 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 they've got to slip up in the many steady stage. It's Manchester City that we need to worry about, you know. Like and um, as it turned out, as you said, you know that was a game that everyone was looking at and thinking, you know, with the with, with the injuries that we had. You know, like going into the game and everyone thinking, well, you know, this is the if Liverpool are going to drop points, this will be the game. But this is how we're going to have to play for the next. As I say to the lads today, this is how we're going to have to play from now to the end of the season because I think these two teams are going to be with us all the way. I think by the by far the best three teams in the league, and I think I think it's going to be it's going to run right to the very end, really. I think yeah. what else I we think... forgot is I think what else we forgot as well. The big Verge clouted the bar in, in, in the night yeah, yeah. six yeah, ninety six yeah. minutes. Yeah. They said that nearly five one. Yeah. yeah. I was gonna say just, just talking about Arsenal, that they are always susceptible to the odd hiccup and that, but the last two games, their goal difference has gone plus eleven. No they yeah. difference to that. Um I mean I didn't expect them to, to do West Ham by six, to be honest. Yeah. And I expected them to beat Burnley, but to do them five on their patch. So I don't think you can totally dismiss Arsenal. But I think their next game coming up is a home to Newcastle. And that could be one of the games where they you know, they are susceptible to the odd slip up, you know. You know, they've got a couple they've got a couple of games there, you know. You know they've like, got to go 
Did he have any? They've got yeah, to go to Tottenham as well, I think. Yeah. yeah. Like Tom said, I think I think we it, it's a bloody cliche. Uh, you take every game as it comes. Yeah. And, you know, I think we've got to we've got to tread carefully. I mean, City drawing today. They play on Tuesday, they play the day before us. So even if they beat Brentford, they're not going to overtake us. That would put them within a point of us. So we're still going to be top of the league. But we can't just think, oh, it's Luton Town. We'll roll them over. Luton are a, a strange, bloody team. They fight for everything, Luton. I mean, that, they proved that when they played us at their place. Yeah. Um, and they've had some results this season. Um, I mean, they've had some reverses in, in, in games, but you watched the highlights and you've thought, Christ, they've given a good display of themselves there. And they're not going to make it easy for us on Wednesday by any means. Um, so, as I say, you know, it's the old cliche, but it's every game as it comes now. Um, yeah. So Wednesday night is going to be going to be massive. I think the pivotal game is going to be the City game at home. I think whoever wins that wins the league, to be honest. Mm. So, 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 who was your player of the match then, Tom? Oh, do you know, I was dreading you coming to me to ask about this today because, you know what, there were so many good good performances. I thought Chiasa played really well while he was on. I, I, I thought I thought Diaz run, run them ragged. I thought Kelleher made some brilliant saves when he needed to. But like, Connor Bradley, you know, like, for one so young, who's come back for, on compassionate leave, brilliant again, you know. Endo done a great job. There were so many players played really well. But you know, you know, I'm I'm gonna give it today to somebody that like that never, very rarely do we do we mention him or very rarely does he get man of the match. But he gives performances week by week. I'm gonna go with with Verge today. I thought he was again. I thought he was excellent again today. You know, like he just even really assured played the captain's role, and I, so I give it to Verge. But with and I've, I haven't even mentioned Mo for Mo to come back and to, to get a goal and an assist in the, in a half. But I think I'll go with with Verge today. Is who's getting your vote? <clears throat> it's like Tom says, it's uh, it's difficult because you know the two players that went off early were both performing well. Uh, Mo came on and Mo does what he does. He you know he had a good second half. Um, I agree with him on, on Virgil and Endo. I thought they were fantastic. Um, I think, I think if Virgil had scored with that header, I think you'd have had to give it to him. But you know, I thought McAllister had a really great game today, and he capped it off with a goal. So I'll give it to McAllister. Right. So we're going to have we're going to have three different player of the matches tonight, uh, which in a way shows that that Liverpool have played really well because. You know, all the players you've mentioned deserve, you know, equal mentions from me. But I'm going to give it to Connor Bradley. And the reason I'm going yes. to give it to Connor is because, you know, he's a young lad, he's 20 years of age. And after giving the man a match performance against Chelsea and scoring, you know, his first goal for the club, you know, a few days later when he's on high, you know, he finds out that his father's passed away. And he's having to deal with that. And we've all we've all lost people who are close to us. And we know how long it can take, you know, for you to get over that trauma. And at the end of the day, 
what he's doing is his job of work. And for him to come back and perform like that in an away game, you know, nearly score a couple of goals, give a generally really, really top-class all-round performance, I'm, I'm giving my, my vote to Connor today. So, we move on from that. And as Pete said, and I'll go to Pete first, um, you know, we've got Luton now on Wednesday. Um, as Pete said, you know, it's going to be a difficult game. We can't look at it and think, right, it's only Luton. So, you know, we're going to walk away with the with the three points. We've got to wear, we've got to, you know, earn the right to get the three points. And, you know, going to be a Interesting team selection, but especially with the with the cup final on the Sunday. Do you think Jurgen will have an eye on that game on Sunday when he names his team, or will it just be the old Liverpool adage of the next game's the important one? I I think I think he'll have one eye on the final definitely, and a lot will depend on injuries and if people are going to be fit to come back. I penciled a team that I think he'll he, well. A, a team that I would probably think of. I'd, I'd keep Kells in goal, whether um, whether Allison's fit again or not. I'd probably keep Keller in goal. There may even be a chance that Allison might play in the final. I know Keller has been his cup keeper, but and then I think at right back I'd play Joe Gomez, give Connor a, not a break as such, but maybe save him for Wembley. I'd play Virgil next to Jirel Kwanza, and probably have Costas at left back. Uh, it's further forward where we start. Um, you know, we've got a couple of options there, but further forward, I'd start with Endo, uh, play McAllister and probably Gravenberch at the start and then start with Mo, um, Diaz and Gakpo. Tom, what do you think of that team that Pete's just named? Yeah, I think... I don't think... I don't even... I think... I think even if Nunes is fitless and he hasn't got he hasn't got a knock, I don't think he'll play Nunes. I think he'll put him on the bench if he if he is if he is. So I think that'll be the front three. Um, I think I think if Robbo, I, I think he might play Robbo because he, he he needs games, you know. So but um, he, I, I don't know. I think I'd go with Joe. I think you've got you go with Joe Gomez right back. I can't see Trent or or, or Sabozlai being fit. I can't see Bichetic being anywhere near. So there's only like Harvey Elliott who'd make a difference um, in midfield. But I think he'll go with Gravenberch because I think he'd done enough today, didn't he? Um, And then it's just wait and see on injuries. But I think that's more or less the team. What about yourself? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I disagree with Pete a little bit. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if the front three was the three that, that started because if Darwin's not today, maybe Darwin will get, you'll be on the bench and come on, you know, in the second half. Uh, but I, I think Connor will start it right back. I think he's had, he's had a couple of weeks off where he hasn't played and he'll need, you know, he need, needs games to get, get his rhythm back. And I also think that, that if Robbo doesn't start at left-back, I think Joe Gomez will. But I think Robbo will probably start again because you know, we just need games at the minute to get his, um, 
you know, to get into a rhythm again. And it, but he all, I agree with Pete that I think Kwanzaa will start and give him a rest, and then Ibu will come back for the for the for the for the final on Sunday. Um, so yeah, so that's what that's what I go with, and hopefully, we'll between now and the kickoff on on Wednesday, we get some good news with regards to the the injuries. So we'll start with you, Tom, and I'll go quickly and sort of ask you for for a, a prediction for for Wednesday night. Uh, three ones in Liverpool, Les. Pete? I'm smiling because that's what I was going to say as well. I'm going to go for three one. Okay, I'm going to go for two nil for the Reds. I'm going to say we'll keep a clean sheet and it'll be it. It won't be pretty, but we'll get over the line. And I think that I think you lads will agree with me when I say this: is that it's it's at the stage of the season now already where results are more important than performances, and it's mm-hmm. it's more important that you get the win now. And if you get the performance as well, then it's perfect. But it's all about now getting over the line and getting those three points. And you know that's what we need to do. You know, come Wednesday night to make sure that you know we keep we keep our our win ratio up and, and get another one ticked off as we we head into the the Carling Cup final at Wembley, you know, on on Sunday. Um. So yeah. So on that note, we'll end tonight's edition of the Late Flag. Thanks to to Tom and Pete for joining me tonight. And as I always finish off the pods by saying, you'll never walk alone. Justice for the 97 and don't buy the sun. And just one little thing before I finish. I know that he wasn't the greatest manager we ever had, but let's all wish Roy Hodgson a speedy recovery. You yeah, know, yeah. And, and hopefully yeah. he's, um, you know, he, he's back home with his, with his family soon. So take care, Roy. Uh, you'll never walk alone.